celebrating over two decades of consecutive broadcasts on the great game of horse racing in Las Vegas. The Race Day Las Vegas show thanks all of our listeners and sponsors for your appreciated support. The following is a Race Day Las Vegas presentation in association with Sirocco Productions Limited on the Race Day Las Vegas radio network. From the gaming capital of the world, time for Race Day Las Vegas, covering the sport of kings with a Las Vegas perspective. Now, to the race desk with your host, Ralph Sirocco. From the backstretch to the turf club, at the race books and on the internet, to all horse players around the world, a good morning. Everybody. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program as we take that quick turnaround from Memorial Day Monday right back to work today, ramping it up for another week of racing, horse racing, the sport of kings, covering it Las Vegas style right here from our studios, our home base, Sports Talk 1400 AM and 107.1 FM here in Las Vegas, your gaming capital. And home of the Las Vegas Golden Knights. One of the two teams left to play for the prestigious Stanley Cup championship in hockey. Yeah, Vegas Knights did it. We're on our way. First game of Saturday here at T-Mobile Arena. And got to tell you, this town will be hopping this weekend, that's for sure. We welcome you to the show, as we say, coming to you live and direct from the gaming capital, Las Vegas, Nevada, at Sports Talk, 1400 AM, 107.1 FM. And, of course, covering the world, as you know we do, on our many different platforms of streaming to get to you wherever you may be on the globe. You might do it through our websites, racedaylasvegas.com.vegas.world.global. We stream there. We also archive there. How about your devices, your iPhones, Android? You can get the KSHP app, put the app on your device, and you can hear us now, 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 now. And, of course, anywhere you get your podcasting as well. So we welcome you to the show as we start off another week of racing, heading towards the third jewel of the Triple Crown, which is the Belmont Stakes, now just 10 days away. A week from Saturday will be the Belmont Stakes. We'll check in on the probables there as well. Uh, and, of course, uh, Jonathan Hardoon will be with us. John Lindo will take some views and opines on uh, racing from them, as well as recap what happened on Memorial Day Monday, which was just uh, just a day ago, just on Monday. And, of course, uh, any of the other good stuff that's happening in racing, your latest news, that's for sure. We welcome you to the show, however, wherever, whenever. Looking at the weather across the contiguous 48, not too bad. Little little small pockets of rain here and there, like in the in the Panhandle of Texas and in Nebraska and a little bit in Oklahoma and 
you know, South Dakota, etc. Up and down Pacific Coast, clear. Up and down Atlantic Coast, for the most part, clear. Just a little, little something going on on the uh, eastern side of uh, Florida in the Atlantic there. A little bit happening in the Gulf as well, but for the most part, pretty darn clear. Now, with all the uh, big racing and extra cards they had on uh, Monday Memorial Day, as you know, some tracks will flip the Monday and start later in the week uh, for the next uh, following week. But today we have uh, seven racetracks on our racing menu, and so we will uh, do that in a bit as well. And I got to tell you, us folks here in Las Vegas, Vegas Knights, uh, we were rooting for them. You know, they they let the, uh, well, to be perfectly honest with you, they uh, lost. They got up three games and lost two. But they uh, they made it uh, big in Dallas on uh, the weekend and, and won six to nothing in their fourth and final game to make it to the Stanley Cup playoffs that will play against Florida. And I got to tell you, the Vegas Knights, I know we got the Raiders here. They came from Oakland. We got the Raiders. We're about ready to get the Oakland A's, uh, uh, you know, Major League Baseball team. But uh, the Knights, the Vegas Knights, are, as they say in their motto, Vegas-born. They were the expansion team. They are Vegas-born here in Las Vegas. They really are our team. And uh, I got to tell you, Stanley Cup is just like other big major sporting uh, championship events. Prices are just unbelievable. Now, T-Mobile has, of course, all these uh, levels right up to the uh, very top level. The very top deck level, the very top deck level for T-Mobile to get a seat for Saturday's first game at uh, the T-Mobile here in Las Vegas for the Stanley Cup. Each seat ranges in resale between 635 and 697 dollars each if you want to sit in a nosebleed section i'm watching it on tv <laughs> but in any case uh, just typical of uh, major sporting events now can you imagine what the super bowl prices are going to be here in las vegas when the uh, allegiant stadium hosts the super bowl and if the raiders are in it oh katie bar the door all righty. Um, taking a look at uh, what's up uh, this weekend, we're going to take a first look at uh, <clears throat> this weekend's action across the country. Uh, North American Tracks is going to host 11 graded stakes races this weekend, okay? And if you look at them, uh, one of the top events, of course, is the uh, Penn Mile at grade two at a mile on the turf for three-year-olds. And uh, this race... Uh, has uh, they they've already uh, drawn for the race in the Penn Mile. Now that thing is four hundred thousand dollars, okay. And uh, here they are. Number one is Mo Visitor. Mo Visitor uh, is the one horse. Was tenth in the Transylvania in his last start. Um. Adam Besija will ride for Edward Vaughn. The two is Major Dude, third in the American turf uh, on the uh, turf, grade two in his last start. 
I read Ortiz Jr. writing for Todd Pletcher. The three is Fletcher, Jarian Barbosa, He's going to ride for James L. Lawrence II. Man, was ninth in the Federico Tessio. Number four is Upstate and Back. Now, AZ Agnew, the trainer, Tyler Connor will ride. Won a, an allowance race at Penn National in his last start. The, the five is Recruiter. Jorge Ruiz riding for Cathal Lynch. And that uh, he was 11th in the Gotham. The six is Tuskegee Airmen. Trained by John Service and uh, Frank Pennington will ride there. Fourth in the Gold Fever in his last. The seven is Behind Enemy Lines. Flavian Pratt's going to be there to ride for Jack Sisterson. Was sixth in the American Turf in his last start. And the eight is Candidate. Trevor McCarthy riding for Arnaud Delacour, who was sixth in the Transylvania. That is the field for uh, the major race of the weekend, the $400,000 Penn Mile. Penn National will have a bunch of stakes races coming up on uh, Friday night. This is Friday night now. And uh, they include the Danzig, the Leafard, the New Start, all these stakes races. And the With Anticipation Stakes. In addition to the Penn Mile, which is a grade two on the tour for that 400 grand, these are three-year-olds, of course, uh, you'll also have the Penn Oaks for the three-year-old fillies. This all happens on Friday. So we're going to start out the weekend coming up uh, pretty close uh, on Friday with all those big stakes races there. And that's a first look at the Penn Mile, which is a grade two. You got the Pennine Ridge, a grade two at Belmont Park. Uh, Lucchese, Sharar, Balauni, Silver Knot, Congruent, Calic, Freedom Trail, and Far Bridge are horses that are pointing for that. They've been entered in that race, and they will go in the Pennine Ridge at Belmont. And then you have the Arlington Stakes, of course, run now at Churchill Downs. The entries in that include uh, Get Smokin', Kentucky Ghost, Classic Causeway, who was sixth in the Oak Lawn Handicap, Classic Causeway, to be ridden by Brian Hernandez, Jr. Tiberius Mercurius, a Mike Maker trainee there, Luis Ayas will ride, Harlan Estate, Royal Patronage, and Set Peace, all going in the Arlington Stakes at Churchill. They also have the Grade 3 Shawnee Stakes at Churchill Downs. Horses entered in that one include Soul of an Angel, Travel Column, Pauline's Pearl, at Steve Asmussen Trainee, Tyler Gaffley on a ride. You got Idiomatic, Brad Cox with the Florent Garot. That horse was second in the Ruffian Stakes recently. 63 Caliber, Frost Point, Hidden Connection, and Moon Swag. Brendan Walsh's uh, trainee, Luis Saez, riding. They are entered in the Shawnee Stakes. And in the Blame Stakes, a grade three at Churchill, you have Rattle and Roll, Kenny McPeak, Brian Hernandez, winner of the Pimlico Special, Masker Parade, Al Stahl trainee for uh, Corey Lannery will ride, Barber Road, 
John Ortiz train. Raylou Gutierrez will ride there. Uh, Call Me Fast. Julian Le Peru riding for Michael Puick. The uh, five is Santin. Tyler Gaffleon for Brendan Walsh. The six is Happy American. James Graham for Neil Pesson. The seven is Pioneer of Medina. Pioneer of Medina. Luis Saez riding for Todd Pletcher. And the eight is Cook Creek. Adam Basicia riding for Jeremiah O'Dwyer. That is the blame stakes at uh, Churchill Downs. And at Churchill Downs, the regret stakes, also a grade three. Here's the field for that, the regret. Miss Riddle, Girl Named Charlie, Mission of Joy, Mrs. Astor, Papilio, and uh, Sabalinka are all in that one. And at Santa Anita, the Summertime Oaks, a grade two coming up this weekend. Probables in that include doing the hard way, doing it the hard way, I should say. Bob Baffert training, and Tell Me No Lies, Window Shopping, The Ollie's Look, Lily Poo, Any Who, Faza. Now remember, Faza was undefeated going into the Black-Eyed Susan in her last start. She finished third in that race. She's going to try to bounce back back at Santa Anita in the winning ways for Bob Baffert. Clickish and Gray Frost. They're all possibles and probables for the summertime oaks. And at Churchill Downs, the Mint Julep, the only three horses that are scheduled as probable so far in that race, the Mint Julep, are New Year's Eve, Sweet Danny Girl, and Didia. So those are some of the stakes races coming up this weekend. They ought to be uh, pretty good. What we're going to do right now is go to your first break. And when we come back, I'm going to recap what happened uh, Memorial Day Monday for you. Some good stuff happened Memorial Day Monday. And, of course, we got your racing menu for today. And uh, Jonathan Hardoon, John Lynn will be along uh, to give us their views and opines as well. So don't go away. We're just starting back up to the weekend. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Racing is fast and exciting at the picturesque Woodbine and Woodbine Mohawk Park racetracks in Ontario, Canada. Woodbine Standard Bread, home of the Pepsi North America Cup, a summer classic. Pebble Beach in Iran. And Woodbine Thoroughbred, home of the historic King's Plate. But the mighty Philly has devastated them. Full fields, exotic wagers, iconic events. Play Woodbine Thoroughbred and Woodbine Standard Bread today at your favorite wagering location. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. 
Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. from drf.com is the exclusive past performance content provider for the race day las vegas show all righty taking a look back at what happened uh just a couple of days ago on memorial day belmont park hosted the big apple showcase for new york state breads six of those stakes races the bowery was won by downtown mischief jose lascano 440 there the uh, by the way, uh, the second race at Belmont, you get you got. I mean, you got to take a look at this. This race, I mean, it was on the inner turf course at Belmont, and they were just. It, it was an optional claiming race, and check out the fractions. The winner there, Fleet Footed, a Joe Sharp trainee for Javier Castellano, paid seven dollars and fifty cents. Stopped the clock on six furlongs on the inner turf in one oh seven point six one. That was the time for the second race, an optional claimer. And then, of course, the Critical Eye Stakes, won by Classy Edition, Irate Ortiz Jr., 340. The Mike Lee Stakes, won by Maker's Candy, Jose Ortiz, at $6 even. Um, another interesting race, the fifth on the inner turf course. I'm just kidding, was left at the starting gate. Left at the starting gate and rallied to finish second in a photo finish with Collaboration, but Collaboration was disqualified for bumping I'm Just Kidding off stride near the wire because it was a close finish, and I'm Just ki- Kidding was placed first. So this horse had an eventful race with the late start and the disqualification and all that. That horse paid $7.70 for Jose Ortiz's second win. And then, of course, Brother Ired came back in the sixth race, the Mount Vernon, to win with Marvelous Maud, paying $5.10. You had the Kingston Stakes, City Man, Wins that six-year-old city man winning the Kingston. Joel Rosario aboard at 340. And the commentator stakes won by Bankett. And uh, Joel Rosario was winning his second stakes race in a row uh, aboard Bankett. The Steve Asmussen trainee owned by the Winchell Thoroughbreds paid 1220 on the big, big apple showcase at Belmont Park. Churchill Downs, the winning color stakes won by Echo Zulu, another Asmussen trainee. Florent Garot riding, paying $2.62 as the prohibitive favorite in the winning colors. Golden Gates All-American stakes won by I'm Gonna Be Somebody, which was Alexander Chavez riding, paid $12 even there. And at Santa Anita, what a day they had on Memorial Day. My goodness, with that big uh, pick six mandatory pot going on there. And they had three monster stakes races. Uh, Early in the day, Steve Knapp won uh, back-to-back with Mr. Suds in the second race, paying $6 even, outrunning his other entrant, Mr. Chavez, who finished second. They were both sired by Stay Thirsty. And then uh, Knapp came back in the third race with the rain uh, song with, Tiago Piera paying three sixty. The Gamely Stakes was won by Macademia. It was on the turf, a Grade One, so you know that Phil D'Amato was the trainer. Macademia with Tiago Piera 
winning his uh, second race of the day. And that stakes race paid fourteen forty. Uh, we're running uh, Quattaroli and uh, Queen Goddess. That was uh, Jerry Jay's reverse play there. His uh, top pick was Quattaroli, but finished second to all of the link-ups. So you hit the exact the trifecta and super if you ver- reversed him with the link-ups. <clears throat> and then, of course, uh, there was an easy winner in the maiden race in the sixth race. Requisite. Ramon Vasquez, second win a day for him, paying thirty six sixty. An easy winner for Tim Yachtin. That one ran off the screen. The Shoemaker Mile won by Exalted. Juan Hernandez riding for Peter Erton, winning that one, paying eight twenty. This horse is four for four since going to the turf, and you remember that was Jonathan Hardoon's pick on the show. And Hardoon mentioned. That ever since they put this horse on the grass, he was a new horse. We kind of equated it to the reversed angle with Cigar, but Exalted wins the Shoemaker Mile. Hardoon, 8.20. And then in the Hollywood Gold Cup, the Grade 1 Hollywood Gold Cup, Defunded wins that. Juan Hernandez aboard for Bob Baffert. It was Hernandez back-to-back stakes wins there, paying 3.20, outrunning Paroli and Kiss Today Goodbye. Country Grammar never fired in that race. And Bob Baffert now has a record nine wins in the Hollywood Gold Cup. His ninth Hollywood Gold Cup win, a new record for Bob Baffert in the Hollywood Gold Cup. Now, you remember there was a mandatory payoff in the pick six. The winning price is fourteen forty thirty six sixty. 820, 320, 1160, and 2920. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Six out of six for 20 cents paid $40,920.68. I do believe there were 30 winning tickets. I'll check with John Lendo later. But what a day at Santa Anita on Memorial Day Monday. Wasn't it, Jonathan Ardoon? Okay, terrific racing coast to coast. And, uh, some controversial uh, races along the way. Uh, Naira at Belmont, they took down Dylan Davis in the fifth race yep. collaboration. Yep. Really, if you want it, someone's got to explain to me what that DQ is all about. There is no question that the stewards have it in for Dylan Davis. This is about his third or fourth DQ that he's going to take days in the last six months. Nobody gets uh, it as much as he does. And it's amazing because Ortiz, who they put up, gets away with more nonsense than anyone else, but they go after Dylan Davis. Um, the stewards got slammed on uh, social media, and rightfully so. All right. Well, I got to tell <laughs> I mean, you, I got to tell you. It's a beautiful I, day in New York. I got to tell you, I saw the yeah. bump, too, and I didn't think. I said, well, he did. But I guess... What the case was, was it was close to the wire, and they believed that that bump caused the horse to uh, jump off stride. I mean, that's that's the... You yeah. know, that's their explanation. But yeah. uh, listen, he won by three quarters of a length. I don't think the other horse was ever going by that could have gone around three more times. And if anything, the 11 came into him first. Uh, that's what everyone's claiming. That's what Dylan Davis is claiming. So... Who knows? But uh, it certainly looks like uh, the stewards 
really do have it in for Dylan Davis. All right. You stay right there and cool off now off of your uh, soapbox. <laughs> we'll get right back to you. I just want to get the menu of racetracks for today for all the listeners out there who want to play today. Okay, so here's the menu of racetracks available today in the Racebook Simulcast Centers and racetracks around the country. Reminding you, first post times on this menu are that of the Pacific Time Zone. If you're not in it, adjust to it. We don't want you to miss anything like I miss mom and dad, okay? Because, you know, we're all over the world. So some people are not in the Pacific Time Zone as we are here in Las Vegas. And that's why these would be the first post times rolling out in our racebooks today. We begin with... Delaware Park. All right, Delaware Park's first post time is 9.30. Then we go to Parks Racing, where they got those two pick-five jackpot carryovers. I don't know which one is which, but here they are. One's at $123,236. The other one is at $109,827. Two pick-five jackpots today at uh, Parks Racing. First post time is 9.40. Then we go to Finger Lakes in upstate New York. Uh, Finger Lakes has a first post time of 10.15. All right, 10.15 at Finger Lakes today. Next comes Horseshoe Indianapolis. Now, Horseshoe Indianapolis has a uh, super high five, a regular super high five carryover, $4,244. And uh, their first post time there at uh, Horseshoe Indianapolis is at 11.30. Then we go to Presque Isle Downs. Presque Isle Downs. First post time is at 12 high noon Pacific time. After that is Hawthorne Racecourse, where they have a super high five jackpot carryover of $74,750 today. Yeah. First post time at Hawthorne. Again, uh, set at uh, 12.30. And then Penn National. Penn National is your final race uh, racetrack on the menu today. Penn National's first post time is at 3 p.m. And that is your seven-race menu of racetracks available today. All righty. Now we'll go back to uh, Jonathan. I think we probably got cooled off. Are you cooled off now, Jonathan? I'm fine. I was cool before we started. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. All right. Any uh, other observations? Not terrific day of racing at Santa Anita, and you were right. The exalted uh, again, a different horse on the turf. It's nice to go and jump into the uh, deep end of the pool and come out with a win. I mean, how happy is Peter Urton and those connections? They've been in the game a long time. They deserve a horse like yeah. this, and they have one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a great story, Ralph. It really is. And uh, Brutus Cup is at Santa Anita, and this horse obviously loves the Santa Anita turf course, so good for him. Listen, Hong Kong Harry, who was the favorite in the race, was up against it. He's the kind of horse where everything has to fall right. He needs a pace set up, you know, where Exalted has enough early speed to put himself in the right spot. Yeah. And he got first jump, and he won. Yeah, Hong Kong Harry was closing late, but uh, obviously didn't get there in time. Uh, out of all of the stakes races this weekend, all of them, not only Monday but over the weekend, Exalted Shoemaker Mile and the chosen bronze Thor's Echo win both got 98 buyer figures, and they were uh, just two uh, races below the highest buyer figures. Defunded got 100 buyer for winning the Hollywood Gold Cup, and a horse called Skelly 
who I uh, I remember watching him. I think he won either at uh, Keeneland or Churchill, somewhere in there. But I remember watching this horse. He just, oh, Oaklawn Park, that's it. He ran at Oaklawn Park and ran them off their feet. He won the Spites Down Sprint at Lone Star Park and got a 102 buyer. This horse is going to be tough in if he goes in the Breeders' Cup Sprint, I think. Yeah, listen, I mean, there's a long way till, till the Breeders' Cup Sprint, but there was some terrific performances. Uh, the Chosen Bron, you can't win more impressively than that horse did. He just made mush of the field, and the uh, Craig Lewis horse, Clubhouse Ride, just didn't show up, or, you know, he was used early, and things set up uh-huh. perfect for uh, the Chosen Bron, and uh, he took advantage of the setup, and, and he won as easily as you can. And by the way, in the pick six on Monday, only one favorite won the fund, and the rest of them were all yeah. basically, uh, you know, the hard horse, obviously, to have was the sixth race uh, request uh, when you had the two Baffert horses in there. Yep. Uh, True Hood, who went off at three to five or two to five, he was a major disappointment. Mm-hmm. He was sitting right there. He looked like he was going to pounce, and uh, he had nothing when, when the race, you know, kicked in. And uh, request, 17 to one. Probably played a lot longer price in the pick six than seventeen to one. Oh yeah, you know? oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Especially a race like that, people were taking shortcuts. They were using the Baffert horses, and if you wanted to go any further, you could have used the one uh, one of the McCarthy horses that finished second. You know, forty thousand. It was a nice payoff. It was a fair payoff. I don't think it was a. Uh, I think it could have possibly paid more, to be honest with you, because you beat a lot of favorites along the way, and a lot of horses. That people could have considered singling. So, well, you uh, had your you had your exalted you had your exalted, which eight twenty. A lot of people really liked that horse, as you did. And uh, yeah, the horse, the, the I understand. Yeah. And the horse in the ninth yeah. race, number eight, Anaset, uh, that paid eleven sixty. Uh, he was a kind of a horse that a lot of people liked in that. So you're right. It, well, once once Pratt got on that horse, Ralph, he, he tipped it off. You know, if yeah. they wouldn't have used Pratt. Pratt, I got a feeling the horse probably would have paid maybe $18, to be honest with you. But when you see Pratt jumping on a European invader for Leonard Powell, yeah. uh, they kind of tipped their hand there, yeah, to be they, honest with Yeah, they you. told Pratt's uh, agent a story. There's no doubt about that, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. And how impressive was that horse? Yeah. I mean, he zigged and zagged through the stretch oh. the last sixteenth of a mile. He was like on a sports car. He dumped. He dove in, he dove out, and, dove in, dove and, uh, out, dove back in, and uh, one <laughs> one on the inside. That's for sure. Yeah, that was yeah. A, that was a, a fun replay to watch. That's for sure, and much more fun if you had him live. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I would say that uh, it's uh, it was a it was a, a very eclectic heck of a day of racing at uh, at uh, San Anita. Just enough to make uh, the payoffs happen, and really outside of that one race that you talked about. Uh, you know, they were haveable horses the rest of the way. Yeah, nothing was impossible. I'm yeah. kind of, I mean, if you know, if you go back and you recap afterwards and you say, well, where did I screw up? And, you know, I, I kept going back to that sixth race. I, I had five out of six, and I just can't make that horse unless I'm going all. And if you're going all, you're making the ticket that much more expensive. Sure. You know, it was just crazy. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Your thoughts about... Uh, Dick Dutro now being granted a uh, trainer's license in Kentucky, where you know they've been uh, slapping uh, trainers uh, pretty hard there with the with the 
Well, if he's back in the game, he certainly served his time. Ten yeah. years, I mean, yeah. you know, people go to jail for, for killing someone for ten years. Uh, this was far from murder, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, he deserves the opportunity, and he's rebuilding his stable, and he's going to have state courses. So uh, Churchill really had no choice but to do the right thing and bring him there, and, and that's what they did. Yeah, no question about that. And, of course, with all of the uh, spotlight and all the attention now on Churchill Downs with all their fatalities and, and suspensions and all that stuff there, I guess uh, Heiss is getting involved. They're seeking answers to the fatalities there. And uh, uh, they, they're they mulling a suspension of racing at Churchill Downs. Well, listen, they did it at Pimlico or wherever it was in, in Maryland a few weeks ago, maybe a month or two ago. You know, when they have these this... It's break I mean, breakdowns. They have no choice. They have to do something. By the way, maybe they shall reconsider the penalty against uh, Safi Joseph. It's not like he only had the only two horses that died. You know, I mean, yeah. there have been nine other ones. So are they going to suspend all these guys? No. Well, here's so. the deal. Since they st- opened the track for training in March, March 30th was the opening day for the track for training on the racetrack. Now, we know the racing started a month later. But uh, there have been 12 equine fatalities within the time they opened uh, the track on March 30th for training. And, uh, you know, that's... Uh, I, I love that most of them were breakdowns in the Safi Joseph horses with heart attacks or whatever. They just dropped that, you know, it wasn't breakdown. So maybe that's why they're going extra hard after him. But, yeah. but it's still, you know, he's part of, the, of all the horses that broke down. Yeah. I well, mean, I should say that died. But we remember there was a spat of a lot of deaths, I think, at uh, Del Mar, wasn't it, a couple of years ago, and at Santa Anita as well? Yeah. Uh, well, this is Santa a sa- Anita had an excuse for us. If you remember, before the Santa Anita rash of breakdowns, they had terrible weather. Well, I've t- got to tell you, hold on a second, Jonathan. Your uh, phone is just breaking up. Um, uh, but, but go ahead, and if you continue to break up, maybe you can recall in or something. But go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your thought. Okay, so I was telling you, you that rash of breakdowns that they had at Santa Anita was due to weather. If you recall, before all those breakdowns, they had like 29 inches of rain in a very short period of time. So maybe that was the reason. Uh-huh. But in Kentucky, there was no weather issues, you know? Well, down at Del Mar, that one uh, what, couple of years yeah. before Santa Anita, there wasn't, uh, you couldn't really say weather either. But what I'm saying is some these things, things that are cyclical, just like jockeys getting hurt and, and spills, they're cyclical. It's just the, the nature of uh, sports competition. But I, yes, I, I, agree, I agree with them that they do have to investigate because they should. Uh, whenever you get a rash of these things, you should investigate to see if there's something, a little tweak that you can do that's going to stop this stuff. You know, so it's it's a. Uh, and of course, it's the right thing to do yeah. because the whole world is watching. It would be irresponsible if they just listen. Yes, of course, uh, breakdowns is part of the game, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but it's like football and anything else. A running back goes out and blows a knee. Yeah. You know, uh, it, this is sports and this is competition, and it's what happens. Not that it, it's an answer, and not that it's you know it's the right answer. But, but you have to look into it. Well, sure, because you you show that you care and you're paying attention. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. All right, uh, Jonathan, you got anything for us today, or are you passing up everything? No, no, but today's a honeydew day, so oh. tomorrow we have uh, 
Belmont and Churchill resume tomorrow, yeah. so we'll be back with you as usual with a couple of selections. Okay, and not only that, but you know we're ten days away from the Belmont Stakes now, and I guess Forte he's uh, he's back on uh, schedule now, and uh, I guess all the other ones. I understand the National Treasure had a nice workout, but got back to the track after winning the Preakness, so he had a nice workout, and uh, I guess they're all going to be pointing for that mile and a half race of the champion. And they were they were worried about a short field. I think they're going to have nine or ten, to be honest with you, because uh, Cox is sending out three, and uh, Pletcher probably will have two, and who knows? So that's five to start with, you know? Yeah, well, Cox uh, is going to send out uh, Tappet Shoes, and, of course, he's also got Hit Show and Angel of Empire in there as well. So it's going to be fun, that's for sure. All right, well, get the honeydew list done, because you're back to work tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you, Ralph. Stay safe and do that. <laughs> All right. His phone broke up a little bit there, but I guess he, when he, you know, stayed in stationary, came back okay. All right. We'll be back with John Lindo. Don't go away. picturesque Woodbine and Woodbine Mohawk Park racetracks in Ontario, Canada. Woodbine Standard Bread, home of the Pepsi North America Cup, a summer classic. Cup Pebble Beach in Iran. And Woodbine Thoroughbred, home of the historic King's Plate. But the mighty Philly has devastated them. Full fields, exotic wagers, iconic events. Play Woodbine Thoroughbred and Woodbine Standard Bread today at your favorite wagering location. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. All right, back on race day on a kickback type of day as we ramp it up for another week of racing. And so we have a chance uh, now to chew a little fat with uh, John Lendo, as we often don't do or don't have time to do on the other shows when there's a, a bulk of racing going on. Jonathan, uh, John, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. How are you? Uh, well, I'm doing fine. The weather here is uh, great. It's 70 degrees right now in the 7 o'clock hour here in Vegas. We're going to get up to 88, so we're going to cool off a couple of degrees. But by going through the week... We're going to uh, top out in the uh, 90s, and on Sunday, we're going to get to 99 here. So it's going to be a great week here, and you know that it's going to be hot and heavy in T-Mobile Stadium in, uh, come uh, Saturday with the uh, Stanley Cup. 
99 degrees. Perfect the Stanley Cup final hockey weather. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> it'll it'll sure uh, it'll sure help out uh, uh, selling the beer. That's for sure. Oh, good luck out there. I tell you what, there's nothing like the Stanley Cup Finals. It's probably the best spectator event I've ever been to. And, uh, um, you know, you guys got a taste of it in the inaugural year. The Knights yeah. actually made it to the Stanley Cup Finals before. So uh, now go get that cup. There's nothing like it. And, you know, the good thing about uh, hockey when you see it live, and I know they try to translate on TV uh, the experience that you have uh, on TV as you are live, but it's just you know it's nothing like watching hockey, good professional hockey live because that action never stops. Like in baseball, <clears throat> you got the you know the ball going back to the pitcher and him thinking and all that. And in football, after every play, you got it. But with hockey, you got twenty minutes of action that doesn't stop. Yeah, you really do. And then there's so much going on around the ice. Uh, my wife is not a gigantic sports fan, but she loves hockey because it's a retaliation sport. <laughs> you see guys out there, somebody gets knocked on the boards, they'll chase oh, the yeah. other guy around. And, oh, yeah. Uh, she thought that, that was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. You know, the old uh, joke where I went to uh, see a fight and a hockey game broke out. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Well, way back when I took her to see uh, Wayne Gretzky with the Kings, Ooh. and they had they had Marty McSorley. Yeah, he, he was the, uh, the what is the he enforcer? The enforcer, right? right yeah. Yes. Yeah, so every time Gretzky got hit, uh, Marty went over there and made sure that other guy knew about it, and yeah. it was pretty fun to watch. Yeah, it was. It was uh, th- those days with the uh, L.A. Uh, Kings at the, at the uh, Forum. Uh, That's right, the old Forum. Yeah. Now, of course, 20 minutes of action, then you take a, a, a intermission is when people go to the men's room or whatever and, and restock in the uh, in the bars and all that. But uh, it, it is something live when you see it. And, boy, we can't wait. Vegas-born Vegas Knights host uh, the opening game on uh, Saturday. And, boy, those ticket prices. Woo, man. Well, that's the cost of doing a professional sport now. Yeah. All right, so, um, you know, uh, your thoughts about uh, over the weekend, anything that you said, wow, uh, you know, this was uh, something? Well, you know, uh, we saw DeFundin win the Hollywood Gold Cup, but I I think he was still exposed at being kind of questionable going a mile and a quarter. Mm -hmm. He got a very easy lead against what I consider was a pretty soft field, and they ended up getting the mile and a quarter in 202.85, the last quarter in 26 and change. So, you know, he didn't come home fast by any means, and when an allowance horse like Paroli runs second, uh, you know, yeah, he got the job done. He's a grade one winner, but... Mm -hmm. I think when he faces the big boys at that distance, a mile and a quarter, a defendant's going to have some problems. So we'll just keep that in the back of our minds going forward. And you uh, called it uh, just as it happened. You said in the Hollywood Gold Cup when everybody was talking about country grammar, you said uh, if he gets he, if he gets a slow pace and it's not a deep track, he's going to be nowhere. He was nowhere, and uh, it was amazing that uh, defendant got a hundred buyer speed figure. Yeah, it, it was. I know that the stretch. And Ed Sandin has been playing kind of slow. And if you watch these guys coming back, too, anybody coming from off the pace, uh-huh. they're just covered with sand and dirt. And, and uh, you know, there's a lot of kickback going on on that racetrack right now. And uh, Jonathan, of course, was talking about the pivotal race that most handicappers didn't have that made the pick six pay over $40,000. I think there were 30 winning tickets, were there not? Uh, there were 75 winning tickets. 75? Oh, my goodness. Boy, did I yep. misjudge that. Okay. Anyhow... Uh, the uh, Rehnquist, uh, the Tim Yachtin winner, who won easily over the Baffert two uh, that never fired. That was the the race that uh, uh, Jonathan said you, you could hardly get to unless you hit the all button in that race. And, but, boy, what a big win that was, huh? 
Yeah, I, I was surprised. I, I, again, the, the word was out on Truehood, the first time starter yeah. for Baffert, who went off at two to five. Wow. And, uh, you know, he, he, even at the three ace pole going into the turn, he was all in and he was going nowhere. And request uh, from Tim Yachtin coming in from Churchill Downs, he got a little ship and win bonus money for that win. But he pulled away and uh, I just thought it looked like a soft field on paper. And when uh, the Baffert horse didn't fire, then it just turned into a, you know, wide open race. And yeah. request was looking like the only horse that was finishing in that race. <laughs> finishing he was, that's for sure. And uh, there was a zip code between him and the second horse, uh, uh, no doubt about it. Hey, your take on what's going on at Churchill Downs now? Heisa's looking at possibly, possibly suspending racing at Churchill Downs? Yeah, at this point, I don't think that's going to happen, but they're trying to find why these, you know, these catastrophic injuries are happening. That's yeah. 12 in a month now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they've got all, most of the protocols that California have, uh, but there is something that they don't. You know, one thing that California does have, they have this committee uh, that once the entries are taken, they can look at the past performances of your horse. Not looking at the physicality, that's done by the vets, but they have a, a committee that can look at your horse's form and they can decide, well, you know, we don't like this or we don't like that what? about it. And, and they can just arbitrarily not let you run. Wait, hold on a and, second. Is the, they become handicappers? They open up and they look at the past performances and say... As a handicapper would, that horse has no chance. I'm not going to bet him. But in this case, that horse has no chance, and we're not going to let him run? I don't think it's no chance, but I'll give you a couple of examples. Sure. Number one, let's say you have a horse that's been running for 40000 claiming uh -huh. or $32,000 claiming. All of a sudden, shows up for twelve five. Okay, well, you know, it could be the owners are just trying to get a win. Mm -hmm. It could be the owners are just trying to get the horse some confidence. Mm -hmm. But these guys can look at the, the the thing. We don't like the drop in class. We think that's, uh, uh, you know, suspicious. We're not going to let you run. And it's happened. And it's happened more than once. And the other thing, you know, let's say your horse, like the horse that ran at, at Churchill that, that got hurt last Saturday, uh -huh. you know, last five starts, beaten 30 lengths, beaten 17 Oops, lengths, yeah. beaten 20 lengths. Mm -hmm. if, you're, if, if you've been non-competitive for a series of races, uh, you know, it, whether it's a drop in class, same level, wherever the horse shows up, they can just decide, well, the horse has been non-competitive. It could be a dangerous situation. We're not going to let you run. And they don't have to give the uh, the connections any particular reason. They they can wow. just arbor arbitrarily decide we're not going to let you run, and that's that. There's nothing you can do about it. It's something as an owner in California I'm not a fan of at all. I don't like that. I mean, part of having claiming horses that I, you know, we've been doing that for a while, Ralph. Yeah. You got to play poker once in a while. You got to drop a horse into a spot, maybe get them eligible for a starter allowance series. You got to you, you got to move them up and down and try and keep the rest of the people guessing. And uh, now Big Brother is going to try and tell you where to run and ha what what kind of level you should go. And I just think it opens a can of worms that that doesn't need to be open. Uh, John. Do they, when they make that decision, do they ever talk to the trainer and say why or, or give, give an explanation why we should let your horse run? Or is it just you can't run and I don't want to hear it? it it's basically, that, you know, you, you can make an argument that, that it's not going to make any difference. Okay. You know, we're, they'll, they'll just say we're not comfortable with this or we don't like this and we're just not going to let you run. And there's wow. not a thing you can do about it. They don't have to give you, like I said, a veterinary reason or something substantial on that, that qualifies that as, as not being the right thing. They can just decide, I don't like it. They do this at entry time uh, and make it a late scratch at entry time, or they don't even let them enter? They wait till the entries are drawn. Yeah. 
and then they have the scratch time, you know, maybe okay, the next yeah. day or two after that. All right. And that's when they can take those horses out. Now, uh, this is a rule in the state of California with the California Horse Racing Board, but this is not a HISA rule yet? Is that it? No, it's not a HISA rule yet, no. But it's something California. that we've been dealing with for a couple of years in California. And it's the one set of rules that, that right now is, that they don't have in Kentucky racing. But I understand uh-huh. that the Kentucky Horse Racing Commission is reaching out to the California Horse Racing Board to see what they're doing and how they're doing it in regards to these committees. Well, now let's just take just take to the extreme, okay? If this type of... Um, uh, law or this type of um, uh, power in in uh, at Churchill Downs was uh, in place last year. We may not have seen Rich Strike win the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> it's true. I mean, they could have decided anything. And and what if for whatever reason somebody on the committee has a vendetta against one of the horsemen? Maybe Ooh, they don't like the guy, yeah. or maybe. They've had, you know, interactions before where something's gone wrong. What's the stop to saying, well, I'm not going to let you run? Wow. You know, like I say, it's a very gray area. There's no set criteria. Mm -hmm. And and that is very hard, you know, when you're paying day money every day and keeping these horses in Mm -hmm. training. If you're not going to let them run, let the people know to save them the cost and everything else, and they can do something else with the horse. Wow. Boy, this is going to be, uh, this could be a can of worms, that's for sure. We'll keep an eye on that, that's for sure. Want to end up the uh, show in the last minute was with, with a nice story, though. Cody's Wish, great story behind this horse, fantastic every time he wins, etc. There's just so much positive about it that I understand they're not, uh, they're all considering making a book and maybe even a movie about the horse Cody's Wish and the connections and the story behind it. Well, it's been a terrific feel-good story, and he's a terrific horse. And, you know, Godolphin has let a lot of people in and get involved with this horse. And mm-hmm. it's been a really positive influence on the industry. We'll see him next in the Met Mile. That's yeah. going to be a really good field. Uh-huh. And uh, we'll see if he can keep that, that streak going. But win or lose, the fact that he's out there doing this and, and brought a lot of joy to a lot of people, yeah. uh, that, that, that is a great story, and I hope they, they expand on that. Yeah, me too. That's for sure. And, of course, uh, coming up on uh, Belmont Stakes Day, 10 days from now, will not only be the Belmont Stakes, but it's going to be a whole bunch of uh, great stakes races as well, including the Met Mile that uh, would have been in the old days uh, run over the Memorial Day weekend. And talking about the old days, my goodness, with all these rules and regulations now, where would Bobby Frankel or, or uh, you know, all of the great claiming trainers of the past be without that uh, that uh, dimension of uh, claiming and uh, like you said uh, the poker game they played with claiming you know i think if there were racing secretaries like a jimmy kilrow uh, and horsemen yeah. like charlie whittingham yeah. and bobby frankel around yeah i don't think this stuff would have gotten this far no i don't either that's for sure but it is what it is and we are fans of horse racing and we will always be fans of horse racing and we'll always be looking for the next winner to cash that's for sure and we'll start Trying to do that again tomorrow when we uh, regather for as the week rolls on. It's going to get uh, more and more uh, into the weekend, that's for sure. Uh, John, thanks so much. By the way, quickly, your schedule for this week. Belmont Park tomorrow, and then we'll do Santa Anita Friday, Saturday, Sunday. All righty. Wrapping up this Wednesday show, we'll be back tomorrow morning, God willing. And the Crick Don't Rise at our usual weekday start time at 7 a.m. Pacific. In the meantime, John has one more thing to say. Have a great race day, everybody.